Welcome to our weekly devotion. I'm looking this week at Ephesians 4, and I've actually done a previous devotion, particularly looking at Ephesians 4, 4, and walking in one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. But this week, my reflection is on verses 2 and 3 sort of backing up to the previous context of verse four. And let me read one, two, and three of two. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. What stood out to me here are these qualities that the Christian is called to, to in order to be worthy of the calling. To which we are called. And that is beginning with lowliness, gentleness, long suffering, bearing with one another in love. And then in three, this word endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. That's striving for, trying to hold on to something and not let it go. And it's the unity of the spirit, capital S. This is the Holy Spirit. And the unity of the Holy Spirit is then described in verse four, including one faith, we're all regenerated by the Holy Spirit and brought into faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior. So we're, we're endeavoring, striving to hold that unity of the Spirit. And the way we do that is described in these qualities, beginning with lowliness, not counting ourselves above others, considering others more worthy than ourselves. And that requires the kind of sacrificial love that Christ exemplifies in the question or the answer to the question, in what does Christ's humiliation consist? We're reminded of the lowly estate Christ took, even though he deserved much more. And he put himself in that lowly state and considered our condition in sin in order to save us. And so that requires his, uh, or, or that exemplifies his being able to reach out to the sinner and save them. And we are called to have that same lowliness and be able to consider ourselves and the other person and how they're understanding things and reach out to them. That comes with gentleness is the next one. And usually we become not gentle, become rough or angry when we believe that the other person isn't getting it. And so we think that if we speak more forcefully or more loudly, they'll get it and we lose our temper. And we know that anger is one of the seven deadly sins. And in contrast, anger is gentleness, which means we're willing to work with a person who we don't think is getting it and speak slowly with them in order to help them understand. And, and that comes after number after lowliness, which means considering the possibility that we are the ones who don't get it. And we're the ones that need to understand better. So lowliness, gentleness, and then long-suffering. That means what it says, being long in suffering. Not, I like that word better than patience, I guess, because it has the word suffering. When you're bearing with somebody in lowliness and gentleness, you may go through suffering. And are you willing to be long-suffering? And how long would you suffer? Or let me put it this way. How long would you want God to suffer with you? At what point would you say, yeah, God, God can be done suffering with me and should simply uh, bring his wrath down on me? Well, I think we'd hope God would be very long-suffering, and God has indeed been long-suffering. Well, that's the example we're called to in order to walk worthy of our calling.
and then bearing with one another in love. Just like in 1 Corinthians 13, love caps these off. We're long-suffering, not just for the sake of being long-suffering, but for love of the other person. Usually when we are pushing ourselves forward, we're grasping at some position, we're thinking our way is the right way and someone else is wrong and needs to listen. We're not really doing this out of love. We're doing it out of selfish ambition. And that's one of the things that is contrasted with love. Love instead is seeking the good for the other, is thinking about them and how to help them become more established and not having to be the one who pushes themselves forward. We do all those things in order to endeavor to strive to, to lay hold of the unity of the spirit. And, and one word that might encapsulate all four of those lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with our love is meekness. And we know from the Beatitudes, the meek shall inherit the earth and that Christ was meek. And being meek, again, means not counting yourself worthy, thinking of the other as more worthy and willing to allow them to have the higher place at the table, willing to be a servant of others. This is all part of being worthy of the calling to which we're called. And it's what's needed for unity. At this level of Christian unity, the Christian is called to do something which you don't find outside of Christianity because you don't find God's love outside of Christianity. God's love is that he, he gave himself for us when we were yet sinners. He didn't think, Christ didn't try to uh, maintain a position which he deserved. He was willing to become incarnate, born in a, in a manger, in a lowly condition, etc. So we only have this kind of love within Christianity. We don't see it elsewhere, except for by accident, perhaps. But because of that, we're called to exemplify it. And that's what it means when we're told that the world will know us by our love for one another. The Christians of all persons, just like we might say the Christians of all persons should be able to show that it's clear God exists, the Christians of all persons should be able to show love for one another and achieve this kind of unity. So Ephesians 4 is calling us to be worthy of that, what, what is a very high calling, but we do it through lowliness and gentleness with long suffering and bearing with one another.